Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we see you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We are thrilled to share that this episode is sponsored by one of our favourite brands, French beauty brand L'Occitane. We've been fans of this brand for a long time, for their products, of course, but also for their long-standing and ongoing philanthropic work, which we weren't told to shout about, but we just really wanted to. I've used their hand creams for years. They're enriched with sheer butter and they come in a variety of different beautiful scents, but my favourite has to be the lavender. The ritual of applying the hand cream combined with the delicate scent of the lavender from Provence really makes me feel so relaxed. Oh my God, have you been to France? (laughs) Personally, I love the products from L'Occitane's almond collection so much. It's hard to choose one, but if I had to, it would be the almond shower oil because it is amazing to me that I can get so moisturised in the shower. L'Occitane have given us an exclusive discount code for listeners of Should I Delete That to celebrate the launch of our new podcast. With the code DELETE, you can get 10% off purchases online as well as free delivery on all online orders until the 10th of February. Perfect for a pick-me-up purchase to beat those January blues. Hi, we're back after a crazy week. And we've got a name. Welcome to the Should I Delete That podcast. We finally settled and we made it to number one. What the fuck? What the fuck? Literally, what the fuck? I am still in disbelief. My mum was like, yeah, but why? And I was like, no, but honestly, I can't, I can't give you an answer. And she was like, but why? Like, did some, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But it happened. I don't think we should ask too, like, I don't, I don't want to know. You know what Let's I mean? not look into like, it's it. It's just fine. Just it leave it. It might it be revoked. It's, yeah, exactly. They could take it away. It yeah. was an accident. Sorry. Like, what the hell? But also... Thank you so much. Oh, I, seriously, thank you. Like, I always, I don't know, I always feel a bit cringe when I say, like, thank you to you guys, but I mean it. Like, thank you so much. It actually does mean a hell of a lot to us. Um, oh, so it means much. So, it just, it, honestly, I sobbed, like, because we didn't even want to put that out. I couldn't even make Alex listen back to it. I was like, please listen to it. I didn't <laughs> want to listen. But I, I, do you know what? I have actually never listened back to a podcast episode before, which is crazy. That I've done, I mean. Um, because I just I pick apart everything I say. But I did listen back. Um, I'm glad you made me. It wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> Largely, thanks to our amazing producer, Daisy Grant, who had to edit down about 10 10 hours of talking to an hour and a bit so love you and over Christmas as well and And with our million edits mine because I'm 
a nightmare. And we didn't credit him, but my Alex, other Alex, made the jingle. I was going to say, we never credited him. He's in the show notes. He's in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Daisy. He's a music genius, and he came up with our jingle. And yeah, he's going to yeah. do some more for us, isn't he? he is, he's going to yeah. do some more for our section segment. What you call them? I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, guys, Alex said she could hold a tune, and then she fucking proved it. Oh, I went all in, didn't you did, I? Yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> I had no shame. <laughs> um, it's just been the most amazing. Like, yeah, I, I sound real. I, I'm. It was <laughs> terrible thing to say at the beginning of a podcast. Just <laughs> lost the words. Speechless. Speechless. <laughs> so we're back. So yeah, it's twenty twenty two now. We've got a we've got a weekly podcast. Yeah. And we've got a first guest today. We've got a yes! structure. So our weekly structure. So our first weekly segment is going to be called the good, the bad, and the awkward. Yeah. So the good, the bad, and the awkward. We're going to look at back at our own weeks and find something good, find something bad, and find something. Awkward, and yeah. because we are incredibly awkward incredibly individuals, awkward. that won't be hard. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the point of the podcast, in a big way, is to make everybody feel better because right. we're also fucking messes. So uh, totally, which is what like we kind of tried to get across with that first episode that we did. Like, we know it wasn't polished, it wasn't perfect, it was slightly messy and unstructured. But like, that's what we want to like. We want to give you a glimpse into like how. The chaos. The chaos. This episode, I think, will be incredibly helpful for us, but hopefully for you as well. This guest and this interview were not not for our questions. The interview wasn't amazing for our questions. The interviewers were lacking, but the guest. But the guest. Oh my god, it was just incredible. I can't wait to listen back. I know. Genuinely, can't wait to listen back. I think she's changed my life, and it was only like forty minutes long. So I feel like it's going to have a hugely positive effect on you guys as well. Um, should we go into our first segment? Yes, the good, the Shall bad, we? and the awkward. So, um, what was your good? Oh my god! Well, my good was that the podcast that we released went to number fucking one, and you, I'm never ever going to stop. I, if I ever have a week where that's not the good, then something <laughs> really incredible must have happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, Christmas—it was Christmas. Um, so that Christmas was nice. I hung out with my goddaughter, which was epic. So basically, sorry to the baby Jesus and to the baby Olivia, but the best part of my week <laughs> was the podcast going to number one. So what about you? What was your good? You stole my good. We can share this good. <laughs> we can share this good. Uh, yeah, epic. Still can't believe it. I genuinely can't believe it. I'm stunned. And I feel like I need to, well, I was going to say put it in my bio, but I have already. So have you, haven't you? Yeah, Yeah, I've put number one podcast (laughs) in my bio. (laughs) Even if we never get into the charts ever again, that can't be taken away from us. Um, You're bad. Let's get a bit heavy. Fine. So I have cried a bunch. To be you honest, have. I just I've had a tough time. I've had a just a shit week, and I don't really, you know, it's just been a couple of things. Um, in, Instagram's, I don't know what's happening. Something's going on with my account. I've been shadow banned, yeah. which is fine. Um, my side boob is incredibly offensive. So, so basically, you're you put up a picture of you with like a little bit of side boob. It's not even basically someone's going through my old account, like old pictures, and like right. Alex Cameron, the phenomenal photographer, like yeah. the proudest photo I've ever had taken of myself. She took and it. It's art, like, and it's, I don't want to be... It's a nude photo, isn't yeah, it? But it's it is. stunning. I don't want to be an arsehole that's like, hey, I'm art, but also I'm fucking claiming it because Alex yeah. is so amazing. Not it was Alex. incredible. Yeah, and Instagram removed that, and it was an old post, and then they've been mm. going back through and removing a lot of my old posts for, like, bullying, 
and harassment when I make self-detrimental jokes, which is a lifestyle, so they've got a lot to remove. Um, bizarre. Yeah, it is weird. So I just, I've had a lot of like targeting stuff on my account. And then um, also, like I have talked about this on, on, online, but uh, the Daily Express just written like a load of shit about me. Like they just made me sound like such a knob. And they've just been writing so much. And uh, obviously on the back, they were the headlines that they were uh, publishing were inviting criticism right. which came right um so i just basically started the new year like just having people a lot of people speaking about me in a way that i wouldn't like necessarily want like it just didn't really i don't know it didn't make me feel stunning which is why mm. uh we've got the guests that we've got on today because i just started it feeling a bit like overwhelmed and anxious and very aware that like there are a lot of people like telling me that i was ugly and stupid and vacuous and a non-entity and like all of this stuff so they yeah. sound like really nice people yeah oh my gosh like honestly like happy Gorgeous. fucking new year like are you okay why are you sat in your basement like <laughs> uh, i don't really? know why i assume all these people are in basements and they're probably just like sitting with their kids but you know the headlines were so oh, misogynistic and derogatory and they were you're right they were trying to invite criticism like and send it your way yeah. like that's what they they were like leaning on the fact that you were going to get criticism for it and they were going to get comments. And, yeah. and, it and was, I think I'd have been able to handle it. I was just, yeah, it is clickbait. But yeah. I was just tired and I just was like, you know what? I just, I can't. Like, it, I think just yeah. on the double side of like having Instagram come from my account and then having the the pieces written on the other side, I was just like, oh my God. Like, it's a build I just, up. I, yeah. I, and I, I, it's everything's fine. Everything's, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ross squeaky voice I'm fine but, um, <laughs> you sound fine em. yeah no thanks I really feel it um, <laughs> no I am it was just like the first couple of days of January I just kept I was just like oh god it's just too much and then whatever but so that wasn't ideal but also you know these things happen and yeah. and I'm really proud that we can talk about it because I think it's incredibly important that we talk about the way that the media speaks about women and the way that the commenters sure. in turn react to that so it's yeah. actually, it's been cool. It's been a good conversation. Yeah. You, know. you learn something yeah. from everything that you go through, right? God, and I thank you because you were so supportive of me. And I, and that yeah. I really appreciate. It's like, I don't know, for when some when something like that's happening, you can feel really isolated and really mm. like ashamed and like on your own with like, I don't know. So when people like have your back, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. I, you feel like you're on your own in the spotlight. Yeah. 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 And you were in the spotlight. And I get that that was very anxiety inducing and it was kind of like a build up. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah, I wanted to like creep into 2022, like no sudden movements. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I'm like, ah! Stealthy. <laughs> it got me. Uh, so that was my bad. That was your bad. Uh, what's, yeah, what's your, what's, what was your bad this we, week? We promised the messy, didn't we? So, we did, yeah. Um, yeah, so I had a bit of a mare on Instagram, actually. A very public mare that was pretty much entirely my own fault. I called out a celebrity I'm not going to say her name because I just don't want to send anyone else her way but she came out with a weight loss transformation program on boxing day it was a typical celebrity dvd style before and after look how much weight I've lost and now you can do it too um like my dms after she released it were like chock full absolutely chock full of people who were affected by it and I felt compelled to say something to say you know you don't need to do this and this is just diet culture anyway it got back to her and the whole thing just kind of blew up and what really bothered me was that I upset her I didn't I genuinely didn't want to upset anyone and I was I don't know if it was, I was either stupid or naive I'm not sure which one but to to think that she wouldn't see it um and I'm really sorry about that 
it's so difficult with this stuff because you never want to be angry with the individual because right. it's the culture that we rebel against. But often right. it's spearheaded by certain people. Right. And it's really difficult for you and your job, but for everybody not to be angry with the individual, right? Because it's like yeah. you see it in action and you want to react like you know you you want to make it stop and make it better and and you're worried about the people that it's affecting totally every individual that perpetuates diet culture is actually just a symptom of the wider systemic problem and in hindsight I wish I'd spoken up about it without any attachment to any individual I wish I just called out the culture because there are like so many people doing this and so many people perpetuating this toxic culture and I don't know how productive it is to instead just call out one individual. I'm, you know, I'm working it all out and I, yeah, so I wish I hadn't and I'm just genuinely sorry about it. But yeah, I think there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's power in, in knowing like that you made a mistake, I think, and like admitting it. Oh my but. God, I do, I do it all the time. I did it actually, like yeah. I got some criticism on my post, on my post the other day and then I put, shared it on my story and then I was like, that was a wanky thing to do. So instantly I'm like, should I delete that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. This is why the podcast is called for this. Like it was so appropriate. That so aptly named. All of that was kicking off for you on Boxing Day and the podcast was being released on the 27th. Oh my God. And I literally got a text from you being like, um, should I delete that vote? So I was like, we have done a very good thing in the naming of this podcast. It was, it was like the weirdest timing. And some of the hate I was getting was like, you engineered this to um to promote your podcast you guys overestimate our our ability for taking criticism we would never deliberately do i would be a marketing genius like give me an award if i'd done that maybe that is why we got to number one maybe you are a marketing Maybe, Maybe I that's am. it. So the awkward. Have so the you done awkward. anything this week that's just made you feel like a massive villain? Um, or even <laughs> always. I'm the most awkward person in the world. Oh my god, no! Um, I tripped over yesterday. I was walking. Oh. I was on my way home from my dog walk, and there's like a greasy spoon calf next to where I live, where like the guys like on the construction sites go every morning, yeah. and we kind of have this like we're not friends, but you know. <laughs> um, I know anyway, the deal. So I just try and not look at them. Um, just because I don't want to engage. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I hate the way explaining, like, you know how women feel when you walk past construction sites? No one's at blame. It's just how I feel. Yeah. Anyway, it's that. I was walking past. I'm always a bit orcs. And I walked and it was really <laughs> slippery. And I <laughs> slipped on the cobbles. And I just hear people going, Bee. and I was like, ah. And I looked. I did that thing where you turn around and you're like, who did that? And it's like, oh no, I did that with my own feet. And then I'm like, boo, I don't look at me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, fine. Just, I, I tripped. You got a good love a good trip. Love a good, so and then I've got to go back this morning. I'm like, right, oh. pride in <laughs> <laughs> No dignity. No. Um, my awkward. Um, I, I keep going on this morning about my garlic breath, don't oh. I? I keep going on about it. Yeah, and because... to be fair, our lovely producer Daisy did just bend over and Alex did the biggest. Burp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should be my awkward that moment. Oh awkward. my god, it was such a bad so time. gross. Yeah. Um, I saw it in slow motion. Yeah, I have no no shame Dave's in hair, bed. Like blowing back. 
<laughs> I, I actually hate eating garlic. Like, I, I love fucking the, love yeah, garlic. Yeah, no, I do, but I can't bear the after effects. I feel like smell. I can taste it. I feel like it's all anyone can smell. On the dinner I had last night, Dave was like, whoa, that is so garlicky. I don't I know like, why he has a garlic shame you like that. I really don't. He really did. And then he was like, don't come near me, don't come near me, because it's like really bad garlic. I'm staying well away from everyone No, I wish today. you would. I love it. I keep trying to get a whiff, but, but yeah, being really I, stingy I, with her. With her sweat glands, she won't let me hear them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, that was a really good awkward moment that I burped in our producer's face. It's a professional podcast, and it we're really, really proud is. of it. I'm a Daisy's really good burper. She's like, she's come out. <laughs> is, that why, is that why she left? Yeah, 100%. She, she said she's just popped out, but I don't think she's coming back. <laughs> she's gone for therapy. She's like, this fuck. Oh, speaking of therapy. Let that yes. lead us in. Oh my God, what a good segue. Thank you. It's almost like you planned it. Yeah. Did you engineer this? Are you a fraud? All the, all the tools that I have, I learned from one person. She's called Jacqueline. She is an incredible life coach. And uh, I love following her on Instagram. Like I genuinely, she puts out shit and I'm like, well, fuck, I am inspired. <laughs> so I thought, we thought, since I'm a fucking mess, that this would be a really good opportunity to kind of talk through the anxieties that I've been feeling because I shared a post on Instagram yesterday uh, with when we're filming this of me crying in the bath because that's the good quality content that people love, love it. to see <laughs> and kind of said that I was really struggling with overwhelm coming into this new year and so many people commented and said they felt the same way so we thought this would be a really good and valuable first episode she really is an expert life coach and we're really proud that she's come on to give mm. us therapy <laughs> literally it's live therapy I was, I was so excited to speak to Jacqueline and meet her because you have talked to me about her. And I've seen, since you've been seeing her, I, I have like genuinely noticed a shift in you and also how you help me manage my anxieties all the time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> quite often. Um, so, and I've been feeling anxious as well, like all the stuff that I mentioned before and like whatever, just, I feel like everyone's just feeling anxious right now. There's a lot of pressure to not feel anxious mm. and that in turn makes me feel anxious. So I was really excited to talk to her and to offload, basically. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but that's kind of how it, it ended up. It just falls out, doesn't it? It did. So Jacqueline Hurst is a life coach. She writes for GQ. She has a number one best-selling book called How to Do You, which I genuinely, from the bottom of my soul, recommend. It's a really, really practical book. She's had an incredibly tough life. She describes it herself on her website, uh, that she had a tough childhood and slipped into drugs and alcohol at a young age. She was anorexic, bulimic, depressed, and suffering terrible anxiety and cripplingly low self-esteem. But in her mid-twenties, she hit rock bottom and couldn't continue and decided something had to change. Uh, over the last 15 years, she studied all over the world. She has helped herself. But she has helped countless people along the way. We're so proud that she's here and so excited. I genuinely think what Jacqueline teaches should be on the curriculum like it should be Me mandatory too. learning and I'm so excited even just for everybody to be able to pick up little bits of her wisdom because they are little gold mites dust particles it's so exciting so without further ado so excited welcome Jacqueline Hurst hi Jacqueline hello how are we you are good we are so excited to have you on me especially because Em has raved about you a lot um, and advised me to see you a lot um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very excited to chat to you Aww. um 
I mean, God knows we need this episode. <laughs> and we're going to try and not to turn it into a live therapy session, but I suspect that's where we're headed. Um, I mean, that's why I'm here, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we want to start with a question that's a really big one, but a really important one. And something that is kind of detrimental to both uh, me and Em, and I know a lot of other women's lives. So, are you ready? It's a big question. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Bring it on. Why Why do we need to be liked? Why do we have this all-consuming need to be validated by other people? It's a really good question. And it's something that so many people struggle with about validation and this needing to be liked. And it's something that we're never really going to have any control over because we can't control what other people think or say or do. Mm. Why do we have it? I think we basically have it for, I mean, there's a million reasons which would take up the whole of this podcast. But one of the things one really needs to think about is our own security versus insecurity. And where did that start? And it can start in childhood. It can start even as a kid, you know, like you're the eldest and then suddenly you've got a brother come along and you're like, wait, Mm. go away, go away. It's me. It's me. And this is really a, you know, ego versus soul thing. And that's why mental health and doing your work, self-development work on your mind and your mindset and elevating into emotional adulthood, this stuff really matters because that's how we release the need for people to like us or, or, you know, being stressed about what other people think. That's why this work's really important, I think. Right, so to switch the validation from external to internal. A thousand percent. Like, you know, when you've done your work, you understand that, you know, I'm sitting here on this podcast, there's going to be some people that are going to love what we're about to talk about or they're going to say, oh, Jacqueline, that sounds great. I really resonate and that Mm. I really understand it and et cetera, et cetera. There will definitely be some people that don't think that at all and say, that's a load of shit. Who is she? She doesn't know what she's talking about. And all of that's okay. And none of that's got anything to do with me, right? So when we learn how to release from that stuff, I really believe that's total freedom. It's like, it's not even, I mean, having done this work with Jacqueline, it's like, for me, it wasn't learning how to make everybody like me. It was just learning that, like, I can't. And it's like, it's just a massive waste of energy. Like, I'd see it as, like, inefficient to my life to just spend all this time being like, love me, because I can't But that's it, but you you also learned not just that you can't, but also that you didn't need it anymore. You didn't didn't need people to do that for you. So you learned those two things, and I think... That's really important, especially um, with what you're doing when, you know, you're you're out there putting everything out of how you feel and what you think and you're authentic. And, you know, the Internet is a wild place. The world is a wild place. You know, just before I got here, I was just speaking to a girlfriend of mine in New Zealand. She went out on two dates with this guy, had a lovely time. She called me up this morning. She's like, he's totally ghosted me. And I said, and I said, welcome to the world right like this is what happens and you know we go out into the world and we assume that everybody thinks the same as us and behaves the same way as us and you know views things the ways that we do and they don't everybody's completely different they've all had a totally different way of being brought up their thought processes their belief systems their religions their all of it so you know this stuff again is why it's really important to unpack this stuff to learn to unlearn the negative to Mm. relearn how to handle people places things in a way that just 
were chill. It, but it's like letting people misunderstand or like not fully mm. see. I'm I was so judgmental. Like I literally was like. I have my own standards for myself and they were really high and then I would like project those onto other people and it's like why am I doing this no one's ever gonna be what I need them to be right at that and, level and what you're saying is so true like everyone is living their life and looking at everyone else's life through their own lens 100%. which has been totally um fashioned through like you know their upbringing their surrounding their environment it's so true but Em and I, I think, are suckers for punishment <laughs> as, <laughs> as two women who are sensitive and also, I think it's fair to say, quite fairly rejection sensitive. Um, we live... I don't know what you're talking about. I'm really good at taking <laughs> criticism. See, I don't you know, believe in rejection. <gasps> I do. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but I don't. I don't believe in it. I believe that how I think about whatever that situation is really matters. How I think really matters. And if I think... I have been rejected. That's going to make me feel awful. But I'm not a believer of rejection. Like this guy that ghosted my friend, that has nothing to do with my friend. Right. It's so true. This it's is a so thing. But how do you get there? So it, say it, it, you're your friend, okay, and you've just been ghosted. It feels very personal and it feels very much like it's about you. It's got nothing to do but with how me. Do this you... is so fun because I love when she does this because it doesn't have anything to do with her. But how do you get to that place of making it, it's not about me? I love this. First of all, you've got to do your work, right? Okay. So it's really important. You know, you can't just click your fingers. I mean, you can if you're yeah. really involved in the work for a session. But mainly you have to understand that what anyone else is doing is never about you. And it's like when we get dressed and we go out to a party and we put a dress on and we're like, oh God, I'm not sure. And I don't know if I look good and I don't know this and da, 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 da. Nobody is looking at you or your dress or anything. They don't care. Why? Because they care about themselves. Right. And also, sorry, on the dress thing. Oh God, this is so fun. Because if they're looking at you and okay so maybe they think like oh she looks a bit slutty for example like she's got her boobs out why is she thinking why does that person think that because they've that's how they've grown up and they've grown up in a society that encourages them to slut shame and think this way about women. that's got nothing to do with me or my dress like Jacqueline says or my boobs it's got everything to do with them and their thoughts and their prejudices and and then and then you go one step further and you you then understand that weirdly she's allowed to have her opinion whoa guys She's allowed to yeah. think that. Whoa. But you don't have to join her in that thinking. And this is the key of like, we're all allowed to have a difference of opinion. Why has the world gone into this? It's got to be that way or it's got to yeah. be this way. Like, let's just say you've got an opinion. I've got an opinion and they're different. And that's OK. And different is allowed. It's allowed to be different. The world would be weird if we all had the same opinion on everything. Right. It would be boring. Right. But where's the respect? Oh, you're so right. Isn't I she? also think I'm a bit guilty of this as well, of being like arguing back when people disagree with me. Let them Rather disagree. Rather than just like make peace with it and let it go, which is what my husband tells me to do all the time. <laughs> I feel like I have to... Explain yourself. Explain myself and respond. And I'm defensive and I hate that I get defensive about it. But you're so right, like choosing that like... Not necessarily higher path because I don't mean it to be. Well, like... it's an it's an and it's an emotionally mature right. way of living your life. And never mind them; it's always about you, right? So if you're doing the work with me, you're not not responding for them. 
you're not responding for you because you have found a way to think about that that makes you feel calm and in turn you don't take any action this is what Jacqueline's like taught me is calmness like I I was the most highly strong person now and even still instinctively I do think there's like probably a science I don't know it but like when you get a message instinctively you're like oh my god I'm being attacked but then I just sit with it for a second I'm like no I'm not I'm fine and it's like because my thoughts even when because actually the reason that we wanted to talk to you today is because like I got quote-unquote trolled by some daily express readers (laughs) on New Year's Day um I'm a flat slag guys so (laughs) delighted um but it's just learning it's just like I don't have to take this personally I don't it's not I can't stop them commenting on this. I can't stop them thinking these things. I can't control how they perceive me. I can just control how their words affect me. And I just don't want to be upset by somebody who's got the time to comment on a Daily Express. What is it? Well, don't take criticism from somebody you wouldn't go to for advice. Like, I'm not going to a Daily Express commenter so for good. advice. Oh, guys, right. do I look nice today? Like... No, I don't care. I also think you need to think about, again, from sort of a a different space, I would say. One would really want to sit down and think about what must be going on for that person in their own life for them to want to sit down and make a comment like that. And that's all I, you know, I think is something that I think we should think about. You know, like, I honestly think if you're a person that is happy with yourself, is living a life where you're comfortable is less ego, more soul-led. I'm not sure you're sitting down making comments like that from your computer. I'm just not sure that you are. Can I ask advice, like, not, because me and Alex have a very specific job and it's really unique in the, like, you know, we're trolled by random basement dwellers that we shouldn't care about. But what happens when criticism or perceived criticism comes from somebody that you love? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know about you, but so often I hear from my followers that, like, their mums have said something that's made them feel unworthy or their sisters have put them down or whatever. Like, how do you think you... Um, approach this sort of thing when it's from somebody that you love rather than from some sad cretin in their mother's basement? It's all how you think about it. So nobody can criticise you unless you let them. Nobody can put you down (laughs) unless you let them. She's like, what? (laughs) But they can't, right? They can't do that to you. Nothing's happening to you. It's so true when I when I started doing the work and I do want Jacqueline to explain the model that she that yes. she that she teaches to help get this way of thinking. But I would always give her my situations that are making me anxious and I'm like, oh, somebody's shouting at me or, or doing this to me. And she's like, no, they're not. They're speaking. Words are coming out their mouth. Yeah. They're not doing this to you. Stop taking it so personally. Words are coming out their mouth. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I could walk in here today and you could yeah. say, Jacqueline, you know, those jeans, they're not really, you know, really? Could you have not, you know, maybe different style? And I've got two ways of thinking about that. I'm either in an emotional childhood space mm. of going, I can't believe she said that to me. That's so fucking rude. How dare she? What's she trying to say? What about her Jeep, right? And off <laughs> you go. Yeah? Which those thoughts make you feel anxious, upset, you know, l- not good enough, unworthy, And you're doing that to yourself by your thinking. Or I choose to think, like, Mm. that's really interesting that Alex wants to talk about my genes today. Right. And I feel really chill about that. 
And also it's kind of weird that she wants to criticise my jeans, right? But I don't think it is a criticism. I just think it's your opinion. Right. And oh you don't God. have to like my jeans. I'm cool with that. <laughs> it's just like I can literally I am like mesmerised, like... but I'm transfixed <laughs> by you. This is like... <laughs> I just think it's, you know, it's not me. It's about, you know, I've had a real journey through life, right? Yeah. And a lot of my work was about understanding that the power's all within me. Right. And I got labeled a million things. I got a comment on my Instagram this morning. Someone was like, you know, but I've got this and I've got that. And surely a mindset change because I've got all of these things won't work. And I don't I don't believe that. I really believe that we are not taught the power of our brain. Our brain is so fucking powerful when we learn to use it properly. But we don't get taught it. No one teaches us that at school. No one ever taught me at school like this is how you manage your mind and your feelings. Right. When I started with Jacqueline, like, because you're quite, like, tough. I'm very tough. And I'm so fucking sensitive. Sometimes I'll read yeah. Jacqueline and I'll be like, ah, oh, there's really bad things happening. And Jacqueline's like, right, well, I can just hear you're going to play the victim today. So I don't <laughs> think this is very helpful. And I'm like, what? And then I'll hang up and then I'm like, ah. Oh. She's right, to be fair. Like, I have okay. a choice. I can sit and feel... And Jacqueline's like, you can feel sad if you want. You can sit and feel sad. Or if you want to try something new, we can try that. And it's obviously more, much more complex than, like, yeah. whatever. But for me, it was... It, it has become a choice of, like, I just... I'm going to try. I'm going to try the positive thing. I'm going to try... But it's not... It's also not, like... I mean, and I need to make this clear. This mm. isn't, like, let's just think positively about everything no. in our right. lives, right? Because I don't believe in that. They never work for me. And for me, again, I'm talking personally, like, affirmations, they never worked for me. I could never stand in a mirror and go, like... I accept myself, I accept myself, I accept, like, it just wasn't going to fucking happen. I had yeah. to learn what the hell is going on in my head. And and then when I understand that I'm doing this to myself and I get a choice, I'm now in a position of, like, I've got some power around myself and some control around my head, okay. which means that I'm human, right? I was going to ask then the distinction between letting yourself feel the emotions and allowing yourself to dwell on something that in turn produces negativity S say for example your you know someone's mum has has made a comment that's made them feel less than or or unworthy uh, do they are they should they allow themselves to feel the sadness you know how do you strike that balance so first of all if the mum has said something the mother hasn't made the person feel unworthy. The mm. person themselves have thought about what the mother said in right. a way that makes her or him feel unworthy, right? Oh my God, I love so that. Like a year. I love I was that like, reframe. No, no, I don't believe it. This is not my fault. I, I did this quite badly. It's really important. <laughs> and right. second of all, I'm a really big believer of feeling your feelings, right? Okay. Like I am so behind that. Like you have to process, there is no, and by the way, listeners, there's no other way through right you right. can drink it away sex it away gamble it away right you know smoke it away like forget it you need to feel your feelings right that's yeah. so important and it's really healthy and you have to process those feelings right and when you're ready mm. to not feel those feelings anymore because there will come a time where you've had enough of feeling sad or anxious or unhappy or negative there will come a time when you're like sick and tired of being sick and tired in that space and that's when you're ready to do your work. That's important, I yeah. think, because a lot of the time I'm like, I should brush this off. It's all about mindset. 
I don't need to feel like this anymore, so snap out of it. And I think no. that's what a lot of people don't understand is that grey area, that like little bit in between the transition phase, totally. I guess, that is sounds point, like it's very Alex. necessary because I can't just snap myself out of feeling anxious. I wish I could, but, you know, or feeling sad about something that's happened. So I think that's a really important note to let yourself feel everything you're feeling 100% but know that you're going to come to a point and to allow yourself to be ready at a point for you then to shift your mindset exactly and the more you do mindset work Mm. the less you have those negative feelings really and that's where yeah that's where the that's where the work that we do really you know comes into play so that's a very important space to be in is to do the work so that the things that used to affect you yeah. don't affect you anymore. To me, that was priceless. That was a priceless gift. Like, you can't, you can't have anything better, in my opinion. One can't get anything better than that in life. That no matter what's going on or what people are saying or what people are doing or the situations I'm in, that I can stay calm about it and comfortable in that space no matter what to me was like, that's all I want. I just want peace of mind. Because to me, personally, I think that's really, that's a form of success. But we've all got a brain and we can all utilise it and learn how to do this work. And it's just a matter of whether we want to invest in ourselves like that or not, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. I just think it's so exciting, like, recognising, I don't know... about you but I allowed myself to go into like really powerless like I literally I'd like gather up all the power that I had and I'd just like put it in my hands and offer it around (laughs) I'm like anyone want any I think I still do (laughs) like guys guys take it and like I honestly I said this before to you I'm like I'm one of those people that seeks out negativity or like I seek out I needed to know what everybody had to say about me. And like, I wanted all the reviews and another be like shoving my ear up against the door. And then I'd hear something bad. And then I'd be like, oh God, how could they? And I'm like, hang on. Like I've literally, I'm like, I've taken my power. And it's just the most exciting thing this year for me, or like last year was just realizing that it's like, you can, you can have it. You can have, you've got so much within you. And I don't know about everyone else but I think like with COVID and with the pandemic and stuff like so much of the lines got blurred and I feel like loads of people with the work from home haven't been able to I don't know like like I think a lot of us have like sacrificed our home life and our happiness and like our funness and I think something that's been like what what my big dream for like 2022 is like recognizing that I want to have fun and I can have fun and it's okay to switch off and stuff but that's all like what you were saying earlier about the validation, it's like recognising within yourself that you deserve good things. Yeah. And you don't always have to go out looking for like criticism. And right. do you know what I mean? It's like... Listen, people are always going to have an opinion. Yeah. And it's what do you want to do with that? Yeah, you can just choose sometimes. It's great. This is like mind-blowing. <laughs> it's like so spot on. But, the, but this is, you know, this is why when people talk about mental health, you know, and, I, and I'm really anti-labels, you know, I like label people tried to label me when I was getting clean and well with a million different labels you know you're this you're this you're this you're this and you're this and you got to be careful with that because you don't want to live up to a label right like everyone has a form of a mental health issue because none of us have been taught how to handle our minds but there's there's levels and layers of all of this right and we can we can you know learn how to have a peaceful mind we can And so 
it's important to know and to put it out there for people that like we don't have to sit in pain, right? We don't. We don't have to sit in that space. Amazing. <laughs> Do you know, Em made a really good point uh, just then about throughout the pandemic, boundaries really became blurred, right? Between home life, work life, like it was... And being with your families and like... Right. Just no individual space. Right. right. Yeah. And I found that really, you know, like made me very, very anxious. And I think a lot of people online talk nowadays about setting boundaries and saying no. But I know that is something that a lot of people have a hard time doing, including us. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say no to save my life. Do you have advice on that for perennial people pleasers? Like, how can we say no without letting it make us feel bad so the thing is is if you say no it's going to make if you don't say no it's going to make you feel bad so that again you've got a choice mm. right which way do you want to set you're completely right that the reason we don't say no is because we're people pleasing mm. except again when you do this work you understand you can't please people because they've got their own thoughts and their own feelings which i can't control so whatever I do is whatever I'm going to do, and you're going to start, you're going to decide to think about that, and whichever which way you're going to decide to think about that. And I could be the nicest person in the world to you, and you could still choose not to like me. So that's really interesting to know, right? So saying no is not about the other people. When we learn to like ourselves and value ourselves and believe that we are worthy and and key good enough we learn to start to take care of ourselves more and we say I'd love to do that but I can't do that today but I could do it for you on Friday and what you learn when you're brave enough to do that work is the people that are not meant to be in your life will fall away and again that's another gift and the people that are in, meant to be in your life they stay and most people would say that's fine Friday's great no problem and you think gosh why didn't I say no earlier right you can't make other people happy. No. That took me so long to learn with Jack. And it's like, because I'd be like, oh, no, but I want to. And I would, then I'll make their lives easier. And I'll make this and I'll make this. Yeah. And I'll just do everything. <laughs> like, let me help so you. So unhealthy. So unhealthy. It, it's, so, it's so tiring. And unhealthy, so like, tiring. in relationships, right? Like, oh, my God, yeah. You've got to go into a relationship as a whole person. You've got to, you, it's not someone else's job to make you happy. It's your job to make you happy and whole yeah. and, and feeling like you're good enough. You know, this This is why this work is so important. And actually, when you're the happiest of yourself, you can then be what other people, you know, the people that have stayed around. You're exactly what, what they want you to, or not what they want you to be, but you're exactly right for them because you can all be happy together rather yeah. than one of you giving, like, all of yourself, right? Really, yeah, yeah. 100%, right. I imagine, like, the art of saying no is kind of like um, like exposure therapy. Like, the more you say it, yeah. the better you feel about it, right? I'm going to see Alex for the rest of the year. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> 100%. But yeah. it's an important thing to learn to do, you know. Definitely. Um, and, I, and I like that you, I mean, I see a lot of things online that I struggle with that say no is a complete answer or mm. no is a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. Because... I am like a really polite person. Like I never want to make anyone feel bad. So I kind of struggle. Do you? Do you I think I'm... that's massively part of being a woman as well. And it's like and we're you're so going to say that. Yeah, we are. We're so conditioned to be like 
oh, can I make your life easier? Can I make you more comfortable? How can I be palatable? How can I be perfect? How can I be well presented and easygoing? Because you don't want a difficult woman because they're hysterical and they're angry and they're overly emotional and they're a nightmare and blah, 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 blah. And people talk about them. And exactly. Like, so we, I think women are much more likely to be people pleasers because we have been conditioned to create easy lives for mm. everybody around us. Mm. And we are taught to prioritize other people. And you know what Jack's saying about like us not having the right tools. Like I think we've been given actively by a patriarchal society the wrong tools in order to make us play this part. And I think you can still be so nice and say, like, I'm still shit at it, by the way, but I do know. <laughs> we've got work to do, still... um, we've got work to do. <laughs> yeah. You can still say, like, thank you so much, but on this occasion, it's a no. And that's not rude, but because I think, like, because mm. we're so conditioned to be so malleable that we feel like any obstruction of another person's will, particularly a man's will, it's like an act of defiance when actually a boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries cool. Love it. Boundaries are cool. Yeah. So we wanted to ask you about something again that's uh, a huge problem that plagues women and has done for a long time. Um, and that's comparison, which I'm sure you teach about a lot and you talk about with your clients a lot. Um, not to turn this into a live therapy session. <laughs> but also we're but, taking notes. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally going to like start this podcast and listen to it every night. Um, I feel like comparison is something I've struggled with all my life. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's one of, I'm one of, five sis, uh, one of five girls. I've got four sisters. But for some reason, I never compared myself to my sisters. But it's more with other people and that used to historically that was about looks and that was rooted in in aesthetic and appearance and I've been able to overcome that I think due to a shift in my values but now I feel like that comparison has transferred onto other things like skills and and you know capacities and abilities and like I feel like I envy people a lot for not what they've got but what they can do I always feel like I come out of that comparison inferior mm. so it's a roundabout way of me saying like, help, <laughs> help. Well, I, think, I think also with comparison you say you know you always come out inferior but there will also be times when you're coming out above above right so right. if you're comparing mm. you're never always just oh I'm not as good as them you will also be going yeah I'm better than that so that's okay but I'm not as good as this so that's okay I don't okay. do that though, that's because you know. you're scared of being arrogant because you're a woman and you've been taught Possibly. to be humble that's and, interesting and that you I don't. don't notice the people that I would perceive to have like less capacity than me that, not I don't notice them sorry I don't make that comparison that's really it's interesting so you what you're saying is you only ever do it where you're underneath and not good enough right Ah, right. Which says a lot. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're so above everyone. Oh, <laughs> well, actually, none of us are above anybody, Sorry. and none of us are below anybody, right? We're all, I mean, but we're all trying to. You know, comparison is the thief of joy. You would have mm. seen that thrown around Instagram too, and that's yeah. a thousand percent true. And there's two things I want to say about comparison. First of all, the only thing one should compare is if it's in a science lab. And it starts right. off in a, you know, a tube at the same time, in the same temperature, at the same, mm. same, 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 same. Mm. If it starts off in that space, knock yourself out, go compare. But how could you possibly <laughs> compare yourself to me, for example? Yeah. I have dark hair, you have blonde hair. I'm this age, you're that age. You live here, I live there. You've had five sisters, I've had one sister. Like, how can we compare when we haven't even started in the same space? It mm. makes no sense. Second of all, when it comes to things like envy and you look at people and think, oh my God, they've done this, they've done this. 
I would suggest that you turned it around and you looked at those people and thought, wow, they're showing me what I can do. Yeah. It's a really powerful way to look at it because yeah. they're paving the way for something that you're looking at going, I want to do that too. So, and they're doing it, which is exciting. For me, it's like, it's not about their success. It's about their ability, like what they're able to take on and do because I know I've got, I've got um, a certain capacity maybe my mental health, like, I'm not sure, but I have a certain amount of capacity and I can't go above that. I just physically can't. I can't cope. Capacity for what are we talking about life. exactly? <laughs> like, things, like, just, like, handling life. Like, I get, like, I, I see people, like, doing, you know, they cook every night or they do this. And, like, and do you know that? No, I guess I just see it on Instagram. Right then. And that makes me feel like, oh, God, like, I, I can never second, do you that. Don't, you don't know that, though. You're yeah, looking that's true. At, again, you're that's doing true. what a lot of people are doing. Is they're looking at a picture mm. and they're going, oh, my God, her life looks amazing. And she looks like she's got it all under control. Yeah. But you're looking at a picture on Instagram. Yeah. And you're not looking at a burnt dinner. And you're not looking at the time this person's having an argument with their other half going, can you fucking cook tonight, right? You're <laughs> yeah. not looking at the real life. That's right? so, true. so I'm a really big believer that me you go onto Instagram, you should have done a little bit of work in your head beforehand, which is mm. I'm about to go onto a social media platform and the things I'm going to look at are not going to be real. And as long as I can do that for the next five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it is I'm going to tell myself I can do, seven hours. I'm all good. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but it, it, even if you're doing it for seven hours, make sure you're going in, as with everything, with the right headspace, you know? So... Yeah. You've got to be aware of what so you're true. doing in your mind. So you can't be looking at pictures on Instagram going, oh, my God, she's cooking every night. It's amazing. Because yeah. you don't know. And I'm a big one for facts and evidence. I love it. Like, give me the evidence that you know. You know. Let me taste that food. Yeah. <laughs> that you yeah. Basically, so that you're making it all amazing in your head and it's happening every night. Like, give me the evidence and we can talk about it. But you don't have any. It's so true. We take everything at face value, don't we? Yeah. We totally do. And I mean, I know that what is online, what is on social media isn't real. And you're looking at one aspect, right? Like you've got no idea. Yeah. Is this is this person a nice person? Are they has their relationships with their family? Are they, are they giving cooking? back to society? Right. Do you know what I mean? Are they doing any charity work? Are they a kind person? Are they an honest person? No, you're looking at it going, oh my God. I'm not as good as her because she's cooking every night. Like yeah. it's insanity when we think about it, it right? Really what is. we do in our mind. <laughs> I feel a bit stupid now. No, don't no, don't feel stupid mustn't. at all. I think it's a brilliant thing to have talked about on here because I think so many people do that, and um, we must never beat ourselves up, right? Like we can't. That is yeah. not the way to grow. When we judge ourselves harshly, we really miss the lessons. But it is important to say, I do this and it doesn't feel good, and so how can I do this differently? Right. That's good. And it's about catching yourself, isn't it? It's, with with all these things, it's about catching, like, hang on, I'm in this mindset and I can get myself out of it. But it's catching that. and Which is so important. And that's yeah. the first thing I say to all my clients. Usually okay. step one is even being aware Just of what you're thinking. Yeah. That takes a bit of time, right? Yeah. Um, do you remember? Yeah, well, this is something that like, and we never talked about this at the time, but on the comparison thing, because I... I don't know, maybe just because I had my, my face all fucked up last year. Like, I just wasn't in the mood to compare. I was like, I'm just going to get through my own shit. But then when I went back to the gym again after having been ages, like, on my ass, and 
I walked in and it was so intimidating. I got that like full, which so many people will be having now because it's January, like full gym intimidation. And I walked in, I was like, everybody's better than me and blah, blah, blah. And I literally, I had like my little Jacqueline on my shoulder and I was like, no, I'm not going to be intimidated by these people. I'm going to be inspired by them. And it's like learning that you literally can just like, I said it on Instagram a couple of days ago. It's like, it's like, just take the cassette out. Like, I'm just not going to listen to this one today. I'm just going to try something else. And again, I know there's more nuance and there's more, you know, there's so much, like this is a lot of teaching, like squished into one sentence. But it's just like, it's so refreshing for me. And so I was intimidated. Then I looked around and I was like, nah, you lot are inspiring as shit. Right. I'm going to be like you. Love this. And, and going back to what Jacqueline said earlier is like, they don't care about you. No shit. one cares. They don't no care. one cares. They're not interested. Shit. Even if they notice you and go, oh, she doesn't know what you're doing. Like and what, no one cares. Right? And I love what it's more about them than it does about me. Like, why yeah. are you focusing on me for? Yeah. Focus and on I, your own shit. And I love what Em just said, which is exactly right. You just play a different, play a different record. Like, yeah. don't get up yeah. in the morning and put on the one that's scratchy and uncomfortable and negative and ooh. Put on one that's like, you know, life. I'm telling yeah. you, life is short, right? Like, yeah. none of us are guaranteed anything. I'm a really big believer of grabbing life, right? Like I wasn't meant to be here many times over through my addictions right. and ending up where I ended up in my life. And and I'm a real life lover, right? And it's, it's we're so lucky to be alive, right? Like yeah. really, we, don't, we just don't know. You don't know what can happen in three minutes. You've got no idea. So tr trying to find the joy mm. as much as you can is really important. And a lot of that comes down to gratitude, Gratitude is such an important part of life to look at our lives and look at the things we can be grateful for. Like it's a much better use of our time to look at the things we can be grateful for than to be sitting on a social media platform going, oh, my God, she's better than me. Mm. Like, how do you want to look after your mind? You know, the stuff's important. Wow. Isn't it? And we've like run out of time. But I don't oh even, no! I know. Have we? No, but it's okay because I feel like that was unreal. And I'm, I feel very guilty that I've made no. it all about myself. See, see how much work she used to do. Okay, Alex. Well, so that. it's uh, coming to my office. <laughs> <laughs> you must have feel guilty. That um, was I feel awesome. like you, you haven't even asked. Like, I you haven't even for done you. your therapy. Okay. I feel bad. No, that's. I feel. So, I'm so happy that went so well. That Honestly, so there's so much to talk about. We can do. We can always Jacqueline's chat again. Jacqueline's coming back. You have 100%. to come back. There I'd is so to. much more that we need to get into, including your story as well. You know, we just don't have the time today, but you absolutely have to come back because, I mean, this has been like hugely eye-opening for me. I'm like mesmerized by you. I could just like listen oh, to you all day. Well, the good news is on that, Jacqueline has a book that I... Yes. <laughs> she didn't ask me to push this. So I'm just going to do it. Because, yeah, the most valuable thing that Jacqueline's like taught me is... It's like you can only do what you can do with the tools that you have, right? And I had shit tools. I think loads of women have really bad tools. Yeah. And this for me has felt like a really helpful... It's been like the Allen key of tools. Right? <laughs> it's just been like so helpful. So <laughs> it's a really simple model. If you've got a pen or you want to pause this and get a pen and paper, just... And Jacqueline does explain it in her book, but it's a really, um, really efficient way of like just getting control of your own thoughts. So Jacqueline, could you please explain the model and how people can do it themselves at home? Okay, so the model... Model is something that I use a lot and it's to do with how to get your thinking in check. So um, I've made it very simple. It's not, by the way, I haven't done this. This is not like something that, you know, I am the only one in the world that's teaching people <laughs> how to use this model. It's probably like the grow model, or the smart thing. You know, there's loads of stuff out there, but I particularly like this model and I and I called it the generation model. 
um, for the for the way that I teach it. And what it is, it's about a situation which is a fact. It's you know what people think or say or do. Should we think of an example? Yeah, we could think of an example. Okay, so Alex has slagged off my jeans when I walked in this morning. Okay, That's I love that we're example. using that example. Yeah. Okay, so the situation there is Alex spoke words. Okay. In that situation, that's not good or bad, weirdly enough. It's only what we choose to think about it that makes it good or bad. So your thoughts are generated from that situation. So let's say the negative, would, the thought would be, um, I can't believe she said that to me. How rude. The thought would generate your feelings, which would be angry. Your feelings will generate your actions, which would be like, I'm rude back to her. I'm like, well, that's a bit fucking rude, Alex. And the outcome is, the outcome is I row with Alex. And that's what I call a model. So we have a situation which generates the thoughts, the feeling, the action, the outcome. So you feel angry, not because Alex spoke words. You feel angry because your thoughts about it, which was how dare she do that, that's rude. That's what's creating your anger. So there's wow. your power, yeah. right? But you could have chosen to think about it differently, which the more you do this work, it becomes natural. And you would have chosen a different thought. And a different thought could have been like, you know, nice of Alex to tell me that maybe I need to change my gene style. Maybe I'm stuck in, you know, 1988. Or like, okay, maybe Alex is even better one of maybe Alex is having a bad day. And when I think maybe Alex is having a bad day, I feel calm. It's nothing to do and with And when you. I feel calm, the actions are, I go, all right, darling, thanks. Yeah, I'll probably change my jeans tomorrow. And it won't affect me in any way. And the outcome is I don't argue with Alex. And so how we choose to think about a situation is what matters the most. The thoughts are the key because they generate our feelings, our actions, and our outcome. And so, so often, sorry, so often the outcome for me would just be that we'd, we'd run these models and I'd get to the end and it'd be like, and I've ruined my own day. Again and again and again and again and again. And again, and again. Like, oh, I've done it again. Yeah, that's why I'm not big on like, you know, when people talk about actions, I'm more interested in the thinking that's pushing you into the feeling to take the action than the action itself, right? Like if you want to run a marathon, it's it's not necessarily about the action of the running. Because how do you want to run a marathon in a way that feels good or in a way that feels heavy and pretty exhausting? So you've got to have your thoughts right about this marathon to feel excited, right? To take the action of really enjoying those runs. Or you have negative thoughts about this marathon. You know, oh, I've said I'd do it, so I'm going to have to do it. And not feel so excited, maybe feel a bit low. And then the actions are going to be much harder. Going for that run in the rain is going to be much harder. So that's why the thoughts are the place that we start. I literally had a light bulb moment running my ultra in, in January, having done all of this with Jacqueline. And it was like, I got to like whatever 16 miles or something. And I was like, oh, this is fucking awful. And I literally had this minute and I was like, I can't control any of it. I can't control the hills. I can't control the weather. I can't control my legs. I can't control shit. The only thing I can control is how I think about it. Absolutely. So laugh or smile. Mm. Oh, sorry, laugh or cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, laughed because it was just more fun than crying. Yeah, so, and it's that. a choice, right? Again, it is a choice. Yeah. She's unreal. And the model is in the book. The model's in the book. Excellent. Yep. So, I can't wait to read it. <laughs> Enjoy, I bought your copy. Yay, thank Yay. you so much. 
Thank you so, so, so oh much gosh. for being here. Thanks and for having so we'll me. We'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll be yeah. here next week. Same time. That was amazing. <laughs> Like, I feel enlightened. I know, wasn't that unreal? Honestly, I've never seen your eyes so wide in all my life. I couldn't just, I like, genuinely, I was like transfixed by her. She she's just, extraordinary. And she's just so calm. She's just got this really calm and like logical, like this calm presence. And then there's like what she's saying is so logical and simple, yet so mind-blowing at don't the same time. Don't you feel like since she's gone, I don't know about you, I feel much more, I'm like, Ugh. like she, I feel like in the room. No, but now she's gone, I can feel our chaos creeping back in again. I'm like, oh shit, come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just, oh my God, we're so excited to do that again and again I and again and again. I can't wait to do it again and do it with listener questions well, as well. Well, we did Inter- we did oh, we hope, did. but then we, we got a bit sidetracked with our own shit. Um, so <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Um, but that was very selfish of us. No, uh, well, yeah, yeah, it was. It was hands yeah. up. Um, but we've we, we've already asked Jacqueline to come back, and she's already said yes. And we're going to do um, some more questions with her in the future, and we will do a bumper episode just of listener questions for her. So that's exciting. Yeah, isn't it? Watch this space. She's what coming back. Yeah. So we're going to move on to our final segment of our podcast, which I'm really excited about because it's basically going to be full of your embarrassing stories, <laughs> your unpopular opinions. Like we're going to be talking about stuff that people don't normally talk about. We're going to be hopefully breaking down some taboos and stigma. And in true Alex and M style, it's going to be one big chaotic mix of stuff. Yeah, we want like stories. I mean, obviously this episode, you guys are like, when we asked for entries, everyone's like, why? <laughs> what are you going to do with them? But like, I, I think like our intention for this is it's like we said at the beginning, like the last episode, we don't want it to just be us all the time. Right. And we love hearing from you guys on Instagram. So I yeah. think actually just opening up, like sharing your stories and like, yeah. okay, when something happens, to, am I the only one that this happens to? I've just done this thing. Like email yeah. us, whether it's embarrassing or enlightening or inspiring. If you think it's something that you you wish you'd heard, let us read it out because I think like that's what we want is people to listen to this and be like, oh, thank fuck, I'm not the only one. Yeah, so we had loads of different entries, but one I wanted to start off with, which I thought was very interesting. What is the most ridiculous bit of advice that you got from a magazine? Oh, did, oh God, I don't know. I could tell you all sorts. I, could, I, could, I know how to burn my belly fat. I yeah. know how to make men fall in love with me. Yeah. I know how to make every single man want me. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, I know what I know. Um, that if a man scratches his left ear, yeah. then he fancies you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading that if his lips go red, it means he wants to kiss you. Oh, no. I know, They're weird. red already. That well, one might be red? true, I don't actually know. But I don't know. I don't think, like, lipstick red. I just think, like, a, bl- a <laughs> flush. Just for, like, a nice... Flush lips. Like the Charlotte Tilbury hot um, red. <laughs> yeah. But I don't have a great memory, and I couldn't remember. So I Googled, like, some ridiculous bits of advice from magazines, and I just thought I'd read a few out. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. I'm, I think it's going to make me a better, more desirable woman when I hear these. I'm ready. Honestly. I'm ready. I'm ready. Where's your notepad, right? <laughs> I've got you ready? it. I'm ready. This is this is all from, um, this is called Hilariously Outdated Advice from Seventeen Magazine. Okay. Too much skin, too much lag, too much perfume, too much makeup. All of this labels you a girl to be whistled at rather than loved. Oh. Such good advice. Oh, okay. 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 Um, sorry, I Basically, didn't mean... women, you're too much. <laughs> uh, another few bits. Meal at a friend's house. Take a bit of everything, but imagine you are a frail 19th century beauty and eat like a bird. 
Wait, what? How ridiculous. Imagine you're a frail 19th century. So basically... Basically, be, pretend you're Anne Boleyn. Right. Be polite and courteous and have good manners and take loads of food, but don't be fat. Be a baby bird, did it say? Eat like a bird. Well, do you know how birds eat? Like a mother bird yeah. will eat the food and then it will hack it up and then it will feed the chewed food <laughs> to the baby. That's what I'm going to start doing at dinner party. Eat like a bird. I'm going to dress like Anne Boleyn and then eat a load and then just get... <laughs> regurgitate. And just choke it into a child's mouth. <laughs> Seventeen magazine told me. I know, honestly, no one's going to... They'll be like, oh, Christ. Anne's here again. Anne. <laughs> <laughs> What happens when you return from your summer holiday 10 pounds heavier? Let us hope that the condition is temporary. Meanwhile, you must dress to minimise. So, so, I mean, basically, they're all kind of in this space. I just, you know what I don't know? Like, why we all grow up so unhappy in our bodies. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's so weird. weird. It like, came it's, out of nowhere. Yeah, it's kind of hard <laughs> to put together that. Uh, never underestimate the importance of your girdle. What? I had to Google a girdle. What's a girdle? It's basically like, you know, like spanks, like an all-in-one, like it covers you. You I know think what I've been doing? Those. I've what? been underestimating the importance of my girdle. You have? Where is it? Yeah, I've underestimated it. I think hmm. I've worn a girdle like twice in my life and regretted it both times. Next up, we have, I, I don't know where this falls in really. Is it an uh, embarrassing story? It's embarrassing by proxy. My sister-in-law once shat herself during an exam and then blamed the girl next to her. And I can't say who this is because they will never speak to me again, but this is someone I know. Like the girl who shat herself during an exam is, is someone. someone I know. I know. Have you ever shat yourself? I feel like I've put you on the spot. Do you want to ask? No, I've never shat myself. I've never shat myself. But whenever I talk about it on Instagram, everyone's like, what? You've never shat yourself? I like that I talk about it so much that this happens regularly. But no, No, I got close once. I weed myself once. When I was seven, I remember running to the loo. um, And I was, don't know why, I was naked at home. And I ran from my bedroom to the bathroom. And I was so desperate that I weed all the way there. And I never (laughs) told my (laughs) mum. How old were you? Must have been like seven or 20. eight. Yeah. No, 20, that's really, 27. That's really sweet. I know, you're really sad. <laughs> oh, I've, I've wet myself loads. Oh yeah, I've pissed myself loads. I've got the most embarrassing story of my life in Go relation on. to... I don't know if I can tell it. Go I don't, oh God, no, I don't know if I'm ready. Re- it's it? really bad. Is it? Yeah, I only tell people when I'm quite drunk and after I've known them for many, many years. Oh my God. Okay, fine, I'll tell you. Go it's on. so bad. Okay. <sighs> so I went to the loo one. Well, I was at a festival and I really needed a wee and I was yeah. really drunk. And I queued for ages at the portaloo, and yeah. I got into the portaloo, yeah. and I started weeing, yeah. and then I realised I hadn't lifted the seat up. <laughs> so you're lo- you- wait, what? You seeing on-, on the closed loo? Uh... And I started weeing. Oh my god! <laughs> I just was like, my- it just went everywhere. Well, yeah, I was like, what? Ew! It was pitch black. Pitch Why would back. you not squat on a portal? I was so drunk. I normally Fair enough. chief okay. squatter. Like I'm so that's, uh, that's how I got such a good bum a couple of years ago, just like <laughs> festival squats. But I was so drunk, and it was a really nice portal. So I was like, well, it was until I've been in there. Isn't that the worst thing you've it's ever all heard? Over it. <laughs> I can't believe I've just told you that. I that reminds me of when I went to the loo at festival. I hate festivals. I'm so glad that I'm like too old to ever be invited to one ever again. I was wearing dungarees and 
So I went to the loo. So obviously, like, think about dungarees. Like, you have to take the straps down, unhook the straps. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I know where this is going. Yeah, and then one of the straps was just literally just, like, hanging out in the toilet the entire time. And I didn't realize until I looked down, I was like... And it was one of the... I just didn't know what What to do. What did you do? What did you do? Do you leave it? Do you leave naked? I, I just... I, like hung it down I obviously didn't put it back up I was like I'm not touching it and then like ran to my tent and changed and oh no ugh. yeah I don't get festivals I don't get what people like them. I like the idea of you in dungarees though I feel like that's something that could it was quite a look actually yeah, I, I, should get, I should get that back I love dungarees it's only a problem when you need a wig yeah 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 they need like a little hole or like what the babies do like baby grow stuff we had an email very exciting yeah and it's the most simple question and when I bring this up to my mum yeah. She literally looks at me like I am an insane person. Okay. But when I talk about it to my sister, she goes, oh, yeah. Is it just me? Or does everybody get hair stuck in their butt crack after washing it in the shower and then find it kind of satisfying to remove? <laughs> is that an email that we got? Yes, it Love is. it. I get this during every, like, unpopular opinion that I do. I'm so pleased it's becoming mainstream information. It's very mainstream. I thought it was just me. I was like, do I just have like big bump? Yeah. Like, I have like a deep bum crack. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's very multi- normal. It is normal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you've got yeah. really long hair. Yeah. So just, so you, do you, yeah, so you just, and then, yeah. yeah my mum literally looks at me like I am wonky. Yeah, so. I mean, you get hair caught everywhere though, don't you? It's like, if it falls all over your clothes, it's going to fall like down there, right? Yeah, I just think it's a good landing place. But so, yeah, and then, yeah, oh, and I know what she means about pulling it out. You're a bit like, what the fuck is that? But it's <laughs> fine, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're so, you're, that's, it's so normal. Yeah, 100%. So normal. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it's normal to enjoy it. Have no shame. Have no yeah, shame. Yeah, fine. Jesus. You pulled your hair out of your butt crack. Yeah, you go, girl. No Put shame. Put it in there, pull it out. Do what you want. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Okay. Someone said, I want to be anti-diet culture and and I want to be skinnier. Make it make sense. Well, it makes perfect sense. 100%. It makes That is not sense. just you. That's women everywhere. Yes. We want to be feminist and we want to be like, oh, fuck this and fuck this and fuck that. And at the end of the day, we're like, but God damn it. <laughs> like, I want to be in those jeans. Right, because right. Because we have been conditioned. Yes, this is... This stuff runs deep. 100%. This is our entire lives. Yeah. Like, think about how long you might have been practicing anti-diet culture for in comparison to how long you've been immersed in diet culture for yeah. and still are. Yeah, you still are. Like, we are tit deep in diet culture. Yeah. I'm not being funny. Like, tit deep, I love t- 100%. Like, we're not quite eyebrows anymore, but, you know, like, we're yeah, still... at least hit deep. ...hugely submerged. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're freezing. We're human and we pick up on things and we also have this, like, innate need to be liked and, and to wanted. fit in and to conform yeah. as well so if society tells us that we have to look like this to be liked desired blah blah successful happy whatever then deep down we're probably still going to want that and I don't think there's any harm in admitting that I think actually the best thing you can do is admit that and understand why like don't beat yourself up for it or be like it doesn't make sense it makes perfect sense because I think then you also like hide one bit of yourself and you're like oh god and you feel like you can't give any space to how you're feeling because you're like well I don't want to say this because I because it doesn't align with this and this and this and I think you have to be realistic about the fact that like we've grown up with like every food is like oh good and bad oh I'm being naughty and I'm gonna it's so much more than simply one day waking up and denouncing it you have to like fully fucking unlearn 
everything. It's exhausting. And fatophobia as well runs so deep in our psyches because it's been drummed into us and it's been so casual and the hatred and fear of fat bodies is so normal and so prevalent. So, you know, as well as as well as diet culture and the wanting to be thin, there's also the the fear of being fat. Yeah. And the two work perfectly together to create a perfect storm of like, fuck. Fuck. I need to be skinnier. So don't beat yourself up. Don't be mad at yourself at all. Like it's totally normal. You know, and also like humans are like I feel like we we do live I feel like I talk about this too much, but like we are we think in such binaries. Like I'm the worst for this as well. And like if I am anti-diet culture, I can't have any of these thoughts that are like, but no, we're like humans, we're multifaceted, we are fallible, like contradictions as well, right? And what works for we're one walking person, hypocrites as we well. Are. And what works for one person isn't gonna work for another person. And Again, I mean, we've said it a million times and you do say it all, you know, because it's it's just true. And actually having had Jacqueline, we will talk about this with Jacqueline. Yeah. But body image isn't about how you look. It's about how you think. And yeah. the reason that it doesn't make sense is because it's impossible to just unpick all of this. It's like it's like opening the fucking tech drawer from like 1999. It's just all those cable. Well, you you right. started filling in 1999. Now it's 2022 and there have been... 15 iPhones in that time and you've got a cable for every single one of them. They're a mess. Right. So it's going to take time to just unpick that. And all you can do is keep trying to learn, keep trying to work out what, why do you want to be thin? And, and if you genuinely believe that changing your appearance will help you or changing your weight or changing your lifestyle or whatever it is, crack on. Yeah. If you are doing it for the reasons, like Alex said, like you're rooted in in this and 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 fear and and validation or whatever, then perhaps sit with that and work out where those thoughts are coming from and if they're ones that you want to keep in that drawer. And whether it's going to benefit you then to pursue this goal, yeah. If it's only for someone else's validation, yeah. or to conform. Oh, because but like, you know, we need to get a psychologist in to, to like at some point. I think this as well is like this disconnect between our rational self. And our emotional, irrational self. And I think for our emotional self, like a lot of that is made up by beliefs like that we've um, we've formed because of our environment and what we've heard growing up and blah, blah, blah. And then our higher self knows that all this stuff about diet culture is all this stuff about how, uh, needing to be skinny and, and fat is bad and skinny is good. Like we know on a on a higher rational level that that's not right. But it takes work to unpick that with your emotional self who you know relies more on on feelings and emotions and and validation from other people basically that lovely entry said make it make sense and we haven't but we tried and maybe in a future episode we will be able to do that yeah better. we'll go into it properly yeah i've got an embarrassing story for Hit you me this actually, I, love I know, stories. this wasn't a specific entry for this podcast. I've gone into my own archives from last year when I asked you guys to send in, when I asked my followers to send in embarrassing stories because yeah. I think about this every single day and <laughs> it makes me happy every single I time I wait. do. So this entry says, I saw an industrial bin rolling down the road. <laughs> I ran after it and grabbed hold as it whipped me off my feet. I got dragged along the floor, clinging on as the extremely short bin man who was dragging it to the lorry <laughs> poked his head around and asked me what the fuck I was doing. 
I think about it every time I'm sad. <laughs> She's trying to be so well. I think that is the best embarrassing story I've ever heard in my life. Isn't it so? Every time I think, I'm like, oh, God. Imagine a sins man. He's like, man. what the fuck are you doing? Like, oh, my God. That's absolutely brilliant. Isn't it so, so good? good? Isn't it? <laughs> Right, these ones make me laugh so much. Okay, went to the vet, queued for ages. Receptionist asked where my dog was. I replied, at home. Oh, no. <laughs> Took the bus to the car repair shop. Had to get the bus back home and get the car. <sighs> went to our six-week postnatal checkup and left the baby at home. <laughs> I just, I just love them. It's so, oh, can I read you my, also, I'm just going back into my archives, my most favourite ever. <clears throat> Literally, I think this was the first ever entry I had that I realised that I had to do this for the rest of my life. And it was someone saying she was waiting for the bus and the wing mirror smacked her in the head. Oh, my God. The bus driver had to get out to readjust the oh, wing mirror. Uh, uh, did it hurt her? Well, presumably it's a bus. Well, yeah. I mean, but it's quite... She you literally be like, got hit I by got a bus. I hit by a bus. Yeah, yeah. She, she really did. Bus's um, wing mirror. One last one, I guess, just for lols, shits and gigs. I ran my ex-boyfriend over when I drove past <gasps> him. Okay. So, like, that in I feel itself. Like if you're in the court, I'd be, like, guilty. Yeah, yeah not embarrassing. Deliberate. But it's the way she ended it, right? I ran <laughs> my ex-boyfriend over when I drove past him and panicked. I was like, of course you fucking panicked. Of panicked. I'm panicked. I'm like, panicked. Everybody's panicked. You've just ran someone over. I just love the way she just like ended with, and I panicked. I'm like, yes. I'm I've got, like, did she do it? Are you in jail now? Yeah. <laughs> no, Your Honor, I panicked. <laughs> Good um, God. So yeah. You guys that. are nuts. Well, I needed a follow-up story, really. I didn't get one, but there you go. Yeah. What's prison like? <laughs> oh my god okay so I, I am kind of interested in prisons so we looked into uh, my, my friend and I looked into becoming pen pals with a prisoner just wow just to see okay. I don't know you know like the letter is a dying art and that's a shame so yeah, you know we thought a bit of penmanship might be nice <laughs> yeah exactly you know we're all just on our phones these days it might be nice to get a quill a pot some parchment a quill. Um, <laughs> anyway it turns out you know if you want to send a letter you want to become a pen pal person to somebody in prison got to say that five times pen pal person blah, blah, blah. anyway if you want to do that you have to pay you don't you do do you you have to pay How you much? pay your subscription it was like 50 quid no way yeah. so I was wow. like well no. Did, you, did you do it? No, I'll just write to Alex's mum. She loves a letter. Sorry, prisoner. Yeah, sorry. I want to know who's making them. Is it the prisoners? That's what I was going to say. Maybe it's like admin costs for like the guards. Posted. Uh, well, posted. I guess someone's got to read them. I don't know. Yeah, someone's got to read it first, right? Vet it and like check we there's nothing in there. We could do this for fun. For an experiment. I might. I'm not going to rule it out. I don't think I've got time, you know. I feel like that's I feel a really like, selfish thing to say. I feel like when, other... the, when you're considering that the person that you're writing to hasn't so much time. They've got nothing else to do. I just feel like maybe I could prioritise something else in my life. <laughs> Have you written your but, thank you cards from Christmas? No. No, I think we should prioritise. Me neither. Let's prioritise those. I don't write thank you cards at Christmas. Do you? Oh my God, what? I still need to. I still need to write my wedding cards. It's literally top thank you cards. It's at the top of my list, and every time I sit down, you write thank you cards for everyone that comes to your wedding. So we thank you presents. 
Oh yeah, you've got to write them afterwards. Yeah, so I need to get on that. So, no, I mean, do people like I? Th this is a. I mean, is it just me? Do people still write letters? I don't know. I don't think so. Because Alex's mum writes loads, and then Alex writes loads, but then to his old people, like, but then still, like, he loves it. Like, we get home from like your wedding, he's like, Mister and Mrs. Light, like, thank you. So, like, he loves a letter. Oh, did he write? Yeah, he loves a letter. Did he? he loves a letter. Oh, that's so. He's so I know. Well, Alex, that's but, so sweet. But then he he doesn't shame me, but I feel shamed because I'm like, God, he's good. Oh. So then maybe I should be better, but I'm absolutely shit. Like I don't. I'm where terrible. do you even buy a stamp? Do people still write? I want to know now. Do people terrible. still write letters? Maybe I had to we write cards for like on your wedding day. You've got to write cards for like your bridesmaids and then your mum, your mother-in-law, your dad. What? Da da da. Why? Yeah. To say what? Um, Can you not just text them? Or just say it. You're with well, all day anyway. In, in the end, I was like, I started writing. I realized I just don't write anymore. And I, I was just getting carpal tunnel. I was just <laughs> like, I can't write. So I had to type everything out, print it, and stick it in the card. Like, this is like, this is pathetic. That I'm is like, pathetic. I know, yeah, but sorry, you get what you're given, you know? That's um, hilarious. Like, future generations will be looking back and they'll be like, hmm, time's new, Roman. <laughs> um, the print stick's gone all yellow. That's so funny. I didn't yeah. know you had to do that. Yeah. 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 I like the idea of a letter. I I, I just think there's something, like, romantic. But then also, yeah, I, do. I have a person that I live with, so what, am I going to post him love letters? No. What I'm going to do instead yeah. is post love letters to the prisoners of <laughs> Wormwood Scrubs because <laughs> I need someone to declare my love to via... The lost art of writing. I've got, so. I've got my, my my friend Hannah, one of my best friends. She's very like, she's very romantic. She always has been. She like loves like poetry and literature, and she writes letters like all the time. She still does. Like I remember when I split up with my boyfriend, and she like wrote me this beautiful letter and like bought me this. Book. I can't remember what, what it was, which was so bad, but I, really tre I, tre I do treasure it. Um, <laughs> and she like wrote in the front of it, like wrote this, like oh. wrote on the whole page. I know, and she writes with like a fountain pen. Oh God, I and wish it's all I could like write squiggly and it looks pen. beautiful. Yeah. Mine's just like big fat I just bubbles. I wish I was like that. Like I want to do that. It's my goddaughter's christening next week and I want to write something really yeah. meaningful. And I'm like, I won't. I'll just, I know it. I just, just text her. Well, that's it. Well, is she a baby? Yes. Okay, She's don't text her then. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. She might, not, ha in she might not have a phone yet. No, give her till um, six months. But yeah, yeah maybe um, we should, maybe we should, well, I'll tell you one thing before we do end this, because I did do a thing on my Instagram before Christmas of people who were like going to be alone and they could be in touch. And loads of people said that they wanted to be pen pals. That was so nice. Wasn't it? But maybe we should get pen pals. That was really nice. They don't have to be prisoners. We could just, yeah, we just, I don't know. No, but I don't want a pen pal. <laughs> I don't have to, I just do not have time for that. I don't think I... I would find that a real chore. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't. I can't. Okay. I need to prioritise, like... I'm going to write you a letter. <laughs> okay, thank want... you. And I'll voice note you back. <laughs> You're welcome. That's nice. I hate the post, actually. I've talked about this before. I'm absolutely fucking terrified of it. Hate it. Really? Oh, hate yeah, it. you don't open your letters, do you? No. I find that... Even... Crazy. Sometimes I get wedding invitations. Mm. Or, like, you know, you can tell the difference between good posts and bad posts. I'm currently yeah. waiting for a speeding ticket. Which is horrific. Oh, Every yeah. day I hear the post. Did you get snapped? I assume so. Yeah. There was a police van there with a man holding a camera, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and a big flash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he went, stop, you're under arrest. And I went, fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I um, I hate the post, even the good ones. But I sometimes I have to save up enough good ones. So sometimes I'll get a really nice letter and I won't open it because I'll be saving. I'll make sure that I've got enough good ones that they'll take the sting out of the bad ones because I don't okay. want to just open a bad one. I see your logic. Thank you. Just get Alex to open them. Well, yes. 
that's the other that's that the other thing a, that a we nice do. solution yeah <laughs> that's the other thing that we do so i can't actually as it transpires have an affair with a prisoner from world scrubs because i'll have to have alex open the letters <laughs> shit that's that dream there's something to be said for a snap (laughs) a snapchat affair i think probably there um well we've already gone over i mean it's no surprise we promised daisy that we're going to stick to a strict time and we haven't so we should probably wrap (laughs) we're gonna go probably wrap (laughs) this up uh i've really enjoyed this me too and I feel like it's nice because we've kind of like settled in a little bit like at first we were just finding our feet and finding our way and like working out our own dynamic and I feel like we're much more relaxed now look at how we're sitting we're so chill oh my god so chill I've got my feet up yeah we're relaxed table Um, we've both got our Doc Martens on yeah I'm trying to be young. No, you're you're really honestly you look really cool thanks I'm really proud I want that dress I might take an an OOTD um, so, yeah, they do. Well, the, uh, actually, Alex and Jacqueline took a lift selfie on the way up oh, without me. Oh. They, they just and they have the audacity to send it to me. I was like, I don't want. I took a lonely <laughs> lift selfie. Thank you very much. Piss off. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Fine, run your lift together. See if I care. Right. Uh, going forwards, we would absolutely yes. love to hear from you. Of course, we've. I mean, we have got some incredible guests coming up over the next few weeks. We are yes. in sh- like, what the fuck is happening? So excited. I'm going to be a fucking mess. Like, I'm going to be fangirling. I already know yeah. it. I'm nervous. I'm going to have to, I'm like, not... chill ourselves out, I know. Out, I, think, I, know. Yeah. I know. Honestly, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm sweating. Um, but that's okay. So for our Is It Just Me section, our final section, we would love to hear from you because we know you've got loads to tell us, like, loads to discuss. Send anything in you want, your unpopular opinion, your embarrassing story, things you think that we need to talk about your is it just me thing uh, and you can send everything to an email address which is should I delete that pod at gmail.com we can't wait to hear from you this is so surreal we've got an email that was it for me that was the moment I was, was like, it this is, this is professional this is yeah yeah insane if you've got to the end you're amazing thank you we would love if you don't mind a five-star review <laughs> anything else and not to lead you into like lead you into anything but please don't give us anything less if you think we deserve anything less just don't rate yeah just please. sit with that we love you so much yeah the please. therapy that we had today was good but it wasn't perfect so, it wasn't enough so five stars and above thank you very and we much. can't take the re- any kind of rejection no not yet. so um please be kind no <laughs> but um yeah so anything like rating review would be amazing and obviously subscribe if you haven't already so that we pop into your feed every week and we'll see you see you next week see you next week Bye. we are commi- we are committed planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.